This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. The only comic book review show where we talk about books in the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. Got a lot of things to talk about this week because it's the holiday week for the people here in America. We got Thanksgiving coming up. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a lot to be thankful for. Uh, even despite the COPA thing, we have a lot of amazing things to be very grateful for. And I am, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you are as well, but I wanted to say just I, on behalf of the channel, I'm very good, grateful and thankful for all of you out there. I'm thankful this episode marks the 300th episode of Off the Rack. Wait, really? Yeah, this is episode 300. How come I never get to know about these things before we go live? What are we going to, what would we do? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Oh. Uh, before we uh, get started, I want to say that we are going to be giving away a book. Uh, I'm going to be ordering you a copy of Long Halloween because I consider this to be kind of like a Thanksgiving book. Oh, yeah. I don't really know why, oh, okay. but I kind of like it. So uh, in order to win your copy of the Batman The Long Halloween, please, in the chat, uh, use the, 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 the hashtag Batman... And uh, we'll go from there. Uh, our, our plucky, intrepid mod, Danielle, will select one lucky winner, uh, hopefully within the continental United States. Uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, at the end of the show, we'll find out who won a copy of Batman Long Halloween. Uh, it's a big, long book, and it's a great one. It's a fantastic book. But yeah, 300 episodes of this show. That's crazy. This is one of our most long-running shows on this channel. It actually yeah. it started out with back issues. The next show was off the rack. So this is our second, like our, our, our Robin to the Batman of the channel. Yeah, and also, like, it, but it had like a weird run where it was coming out more frequently. It's very much like a comic. Yeah, 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 it's true. <laughs> we tried for a little bit coming out more frequently. We couldn't keep up with it. We made it once a week instead. That's so right, that's right. Are. But uh, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the live uh, kind of like more multiple review type format that we've evolved into. Yeah. Uh, I do miss the whole like look of the old show. Yeah. But... It took triple the time, and three times fewer people watched the show. <laughs> so, there you go. At least with this, there's something for everybody. There you go. Uh, so uh, you may not know this already, but uh, the show here is sponsored. We have a sponsor. It's you out there who's watching the show live. So if you want to sponsor the show, please, all you got to do is use the super chats, and you can ask a question or make a comment, and we will read it here on the show, mm-hmm. and that will go towards the benefit of this channel, which. Yeah. I've mentioned, uh, you know, is is in a is in weird place. Uh, not that like we're in a weird place. We're doing fine. We're doing everything as usual. Uh, the only issue is uh, is everything else around it. Is YouTube itself? Is uh, you know, because it's not. We're not a kid friendly channel. We've never been. Nope. Uh, we are not. Uh, you know, going to be marginalized or put into another thing. It's more that like uh, because of. It's almost like YouTube was like, ooh, an opportunity. How about we uh, we screw over the amount of people who watch your shows and stuff like that? You know, we're doing that already. Let's dick you over a little bit more. So, like, we're, we're getting a little bit of that. So, it is what it is. But you know what? It's okay. That's right. Uh, <laughs> is it? No, it's not okay at all. It's well, horrible. no, it's okay. We're still going to make our shows. We're still going to keep like, doing it, but yeah. We're just going to keep persisting. That's right. Uh, Cam Senses says, uh, can't stay, but can we please talk about how good Lemire's question book is? I just picked it up so we don't get infinite Batman books from Black Label. That's fair. Uh, we're going to be actually getting into the question, but a little later in the day. But, uh, thank you very much, Cam, for your very 
uh, generous contribution, and we'll jump into these books. So, uh, to kick things off, I'm going to talk a little bit about The Amazing Mary Jane number two from Leah Williams and Carlos Gomez. Okay. Uh, the Amazing Mary Jane is a miniseries which features, of course, Mary Jane Watson, formerly Mary Jane Watson Parker, uh, where she's on the West Coast, uh, she's involved in a movie, turns out Mysterio is making the movie, but that's not going to stop her from launching her new acting career, uh, which is to say it's different from her old acting career. Right. But, uh, yeah, and basically the book is a buddy comic. It's a comic about how, like, Quentin Beck is a misunderstood artist and Mary Jane just doesn't want to have wasted her time. That's, That's how it feels. Fair. Like, I mean, it, she's she's also like, you know, she's like, yeah, we're going to do this. And she's like, she's using her... In, uh, incredible mind and her talent and her connections to make this movie happen and to you know thwart any obstacle that's in their path. But the fact is, she she clearly just doesn't want to have wasted all this effort and time. And 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 you know this is her comeback too. So she it, wants to make sure it happens. Is she is she like in a life giving her lemons sort of? She doesn't really approach it that way. In fact, there's not a lot of exploration for Mary Jane. Uh, she doesn't really get a chance to to stop or to calm down or to take a minute she's constantly working she's constantly uh putting out fires and i uh, remember the last page reveal from the previous issue where yeah. all the villains are like looks like we're going to hollywood well in the last page of this issue they do oh so the whole rest of this issue is just kind of like a fun little like look at quentin and mary jane try and finagle money into this production i thought the production was literally fine but i guess not and so well, obviously they had to do reshoots and they had a you know it's a whole re thing retool the script so right so it, it it's a fun book it is utterly disposable but i think that if you are looking for more justice for mary jane if you want to justify that mary jane needs a book if you want to justify that mary jane is at least a major player in the spider-man world like some folk who work at marvel don't uh then i highly recommend it otherwise if you're just like is this going to be important does this contribute to the whole spider-man stuff no. No, it does not. It's just a little fun story about Mary Jane uh, featuring Mary Jane. And I, I, I honestly believe in my heart of hearts that Spider-Man will not be in the issue in the series. Oh, okay. Which is good. I, I think that he doesn't need uh, to support Mary Jane in this endeavor. So mm. looking forward to seeing where it goes. But it's cute. Uh, it's a sweet book, and so I, I recommend it for those of you who like that kind of thing. Uh, Sad Althani in the super chat helping us out in a big bad way. Thank you very much, thank man. You, thank you. Uh, he says, hello, how's it going? It's going well, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Like, uh, good, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly came out this past uh, Monday. It did. And it did okay, you know? So, it, But it was it did better than what I was worried about when it was when it initially launched. Mm -hmm. So it's doing okay. It's crawling like, up. I think it's just a... We're seeing slower climbs, which exactly. I don't think it's a problem at the end of the day as long as it gets there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> By the way, if you want to win a copy of uh, Batman The Long Halloween for our 300th episode of Off the Rack, please use the hashtag Batman in the chat right now while you're watching it live. If you're watching it after the fact, you missed the boat, I'm sorry, but please stay tuned for the live show because it's a lot of fun. Uh, so let's jump into the rest of it. Uh, speaking of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man number 34 from uh, Nick Spencer and Patrick Gleason. Mm -hmm. uh, picking up more with Nick Spencer's whole, like, 2099 event plus also Spider-Man is in this book. Uh, the star of this right. series is right, right, right. Uh, Patrick Gleason's art. Patrick Gleason was born to draw Spider-Man. He's having great time. I'm having an issue where I feel shades of... Oh, God, who am I thinking of? There was an artist... Oh, Mike Waringo, 
uh, got to launch Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man back in like 2006 or mm-hmm. something. And God, was that a great idea to put Mike Waringo on a Spider-Man title. I think he was actually on like one of the earlier books pre, you know, when Spider-Man got good again. But, uh, but Mike Waringo being on a book called Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, great idea. Unfortunately, it launched with the book called The Other uh, or a story arc oh, called the other. No! And so he had to draw like more Lun and like totems and getting eaten. And I think he helped to draw one of the issues where Spider-Man's face is bashed in by more. So it's like there was nothing friendly about the book and it didn't suit his style. But like, God, what a great idea. And that's the same thing with this where like Patrick Leeson would be an amazing Spider-Man artist if he was given like a Spider-Man comic to draw. But unfortunately, he's being given like this weird like stealth promotion for the 2099 event because Marvel seems to be really convinced that 2099 can handle an event, but not so convinced that they shouldn't make Spider-Man part of the whole thing. What's up with that? That is a device that one of Peter's uh, colleagues invents. Okay, why does it seem blurry? Oh, Oh, that's better. Because it's comicsology. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, uh, the plot is Peter, one, one of Peter's like, classmates invents a machine which searches the multiverse for probabilities Mm -hmm. so you can like basically be precognizant um but he only applied it to like a small window and so the whole thing is about time it's about being able to look in the multiverse and so obviously spider-man's going to use it to to deal with the 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 2099 time issue uh miguel o'hara who had been dropped in the present uh, was looking for Spider-Man. Uh, they uh, there was an assassination attempt on Doctor Doom, but it turns out it was a Doom bot because of course it was. Uh, and I'm like convinced Doom isn't alive anymore. Right? It's just He's been dead forever. But bots. Yeah, uh, and that's it. That's all that happens. Oh, and Spider-Man wakes up and like basically Doctor Doom is like, "Screw you for trying to for trying to assassinate me." Well, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking I'm gonna take over the city and. I love Doctor Doom. I think Doctor Doom taking over Manhattan as, like, an affront to his personage is a great idea. But having, like, very recently remembered that Doctor Doom took over the whole universe, I'm kind of like, oh, the, the city. It's small potatoes. Exactly. <laughs> but it's fun. Uh, it's a fun book, but it's not great. And mm. uh, and, and I, I really, really wish that Gleason had a chance to just have, like, a to just be able to spread his wings and be like, let me just do a Spider-Man story. Like, here's some Spider-Man. Not like, hear me, like, watch me do a tie-in or some kind of weird, you know, toothless Doctor Doom story. Right, 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 right. So that that's too bad. But mm. uh, it, it has some merit. So I'm not going to completely discount it. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what else you got? Um, I'm going to very because we have so many books. I know, I'm not going to go into detail about too, too many books. Um, so I'm going to chat about King Thor number three, Ooh. the um, end of Aaron's run on Thor, oh. um, where it's like in the far-flung future, and, and we're dealing with uh, gore and, and the necrosword and all that crap. <laughs> Seemingly, like, Thor and Loki were done for in the last issue, but... What? They didn't die? Not Thor, at the very least. Thor, like, pulls his way back out just in time for his granddaughters to arrive. Yay, they're fun. Yeah, and like they're awesome and they bring the they bring the thunder <laughs> and the lightning. Um, I should hope so. And um, then we get like uh, what what have they been up to? Well, they went to um, a planet called Indigar. Okay. Um and What it, color is it? It's well, it's not Indigo. Oh. Um but um it, they reference a lot of uh, God of Thunder God Bomb. Oh, wow. Well, this. that makes sense. Um, in which Thor brought gods to Indigar and all that crap, and mm-hmm. those gods are long gone. 
But the key here is like the prayer. Yes. That's what, you know, obviously fuels, them. fuels gods and mythology and story and all of that. Yep. And so like one of the sisters wants to like, or one of the girls wants to pray and the other one's like, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. And the third one's like, let's just do it, but let's do it our way. And so like they pray, but like in this like flashy showy of like thunder and lightning and all that okay and they bring the gods back cool. and then those gods go to gore and are like screw you right you suck and we hate you yeah you're um, overrated gore. so the sky lords of indigar show back up the meat mother um the the comet goddess uh it, it's just a whole bunch of, of individuals of crazy names yeah. yes um and they all fight gore okay and like they also rescue loki and like they give loki the book <laughs> to try to figure out how to stop and um, inevitably, they like they seemingly have won. They cut his head off. Oh, dope! But they didn't, and Aww. like he continues to speak, and it's like too late because as they were fighting, he has become one with the All Black. Oh, and so like he's basically like, "Well, welcome to my Necroverse." Right. What are okay. You do now, and like you see this cool ass last image of like Thor facing this like planet version of like like you know the necroverse looking down on him and he's riding the shark oh that yeah one of the girls has and i'm like that's just cool yeah that's just cool that's what aaron specializes in is giving you like godlike cool yeah yeah it's this page yeah yeah it's just it's just, it's fun and it's like again i think aaron really does well um telling these stories that um, could be easily, like, a mythology story, like yeah. a retelling of it in a modern-day comic. Uh, he's able to, like, give you that feeling of, like, grandiose importance to these, like, mythology or this mythological story that may never happen because right. it's so far flung into the future, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, like, just cool, fun. A lot of the stuff, obviously, like, being a little less familiar with Thor's background must go over my head but Aaron does such a good job that like you really are able to pick up the cues of like <laughs> who some folk are and how right. you're supposed to be feeling at the time and I think that's really just a testament to his skill as a writer oh definitely that's cool yeah well I recommend that I guess yeah oh well, I mean like now would probably not be the time to jump in no probably not um but I think as a trade this is like a fun thing to just have especially if you just enjoyed uh Aaron's run on Thor in general especially right. when he talked about like the future yeah uh, Justice League, the most recent issue came out. I don't remember if this was last week or the week before, but I just wanted to give a quick shout to Justice League. Uh, obviously Scott Snyder, uh, Francis Manipal, Howard Porter. Uh, this is, it feels like it's getting to the end of the Year of the Villain Perpetua thing. That'd but I, cool. I feel like it's going to dovetail into a crisis, so I'm not going to get too excited. Damn it. Um, that being said, it's a fun read. It's very, like, Silver Age, like, woo! like it always is um but you're getting some like fun double crossings and use of character and so like it feels like things are finally happening so if you're if you've been kind of on the fence about justice league i would i would recommend it only because like things are happening and it's really not hard to get back into it like it's really not hard to figure out what to get your to get your 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 sea legs right 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 but, uh, but check it out, you know? Who doesn't like a little Howard Porter? Mm. Uh, Taylor Petcher says in the Super Chat, I know you guys will get to Justice League later, but am I the only one ready for this Justice slash Doom War to end? It feels very bloated. It might be one of the most bloated things that Scott Snyder's ever written. Yeah. It's, and easily, the, it's easily the most worn-out welcome. Yeah, and especially, like, taking the war t- like, and, and 
like mashing it with the year of the villain, which means that it is now spilling out into so many other comics. But like, like and I, none of them matter. No, but like, and I so I agree because for me, I'm like, good thing that like Tynan is such like a, a sealed writer and like is a is like will play ball essentially with what Snyder is doing, and so he made it work at Justice League. Well, he Dark. helps write Justice League itself, so he, right. he knows what's up. Right, but I'm just saying, like in his Justice League Dark story, he had to obviously tailor it to fit in with what is going on yeah. with this. And so, like, even from the beginning, possibly he knew this was coming, and right. so, like, put in these breadcrumbs, which is fine, because I still think it's a story he wanted to tell, but it's yeah. like, but if this wasn't going on, what would have the story have been? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm always, like, frustrated by tie-ins and, and events, mostly because it, it, it usually hamstrings the good writers yeah. or the best writers who are just trying to tell their story um, and only have a little bit of time to mm. do it. Uh, Langley M. Neely says, Tiff, have you seen the Death Short or the Wonder Woman animated film? No. There's a new one. There's the Brian Azzarello. Well, yeah. And the reason is no is because we have to re-up our subscription. <laughs> yeah, to DC. Uh, it expired before, before we it noticed. It expired and then we forgot. And then, honestly, then Disney Plus came out. And so we've been going through that catalog. Yeah. So I'm going to try to take some time out when we get back into that. Um, yeah. So we will. Yes. But, so. Uh, but yeah. Especially the death one. We knew about it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, let's go check it out. And then we were like, oh, right. Yeah. And then the Mandalorian happened. Well, and that's so good. Uh, so, yeah, there are a couple X books that came out. I guess we could talk about those a little bit. You want to talk about one of them? Yeah, I figure we'll talk about Excalibur. Okay. Uh, Excalibur number two is here. Woo! What do you think? Um, it, I like it. Okay. Yeah, I like it too. I'm not going to say it's bad. Uh, so, a really short version of this is... Excalibur teams up with the Marauders and they go find this special island that only can be seen by like English pure of heart. By the way, and by people. when you say teams with the Marauders, you mean Kitty. Yeah. Because there's like nobody else present from the Marauders team. I assume they were below deck. Sure. But uh but Kitty ferries them to this special island. They're besieged by monsters. They're besieged by Selkies. Yes, which I was I was like, Tiffany's gonna love this because like <laughs> these are Scottish mermaids, basically. They're like, yeah. They're evil. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like sirens. Mermaids are not good people. No, but it's not like, we're not talking the little mermaid here. Like, you know, there's not going to be any, like, you know, singing crabs or like, you know, fun flounders, like swimming around. I thought not. Um, you know, there won't be any dingle hoppers. No, or snarf blats. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically, the, 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 the it's a lot of character interplay. Uh, Gambit's upset about Rogue. Yeah. Uh, Jubilee, you know, haplessly joined the team for no reason, but also then spent the whole issue complaining that her child was either with somebody else or not with her. Well, okay, somebody needs to give me a little clarification on this kid. It's, it's adopted. Okay. Is it a mutant? No. So I think she she is like has every right to be concerned. Yes. Um, about that, and obviously, seemingly, it seems like Apocalypse has a reason. Apocalypse is like if you He's if you thought machination. If you thought like, oh man, like I wonder who the main villain of this whole <laughs> shebang is going to be by the end of Hickman's sprawling Hickman esque uh, epic. It's going to be Apocalypse. Yeah. Apocalypse w- with respect to X Men number two, and this. <laughs> Everything he's in every book. He's got his hands in everything, and what he's what he's cooking up is going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guarantee you, he's going to turn Krakoa against the X Men. Right, but, but like my point is that like seemingly maybe you know 
she's meant to be there. And like, she does have a dream or like a vision almost of like apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah. Wanting her child. Right. Like, oh no. For a child, like as though there's something more to it. And so like, I think she, we seemingly to us, she's there for no reason, but I think there's something that we are unaware of. Yes. That has not yet been revealed to us in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess part of the reason I kind of dug this is like Excalibur has that like, fun like story style yes. like lore that's going on with it that i i dig you know right. obviously i just got done talking to you about thor where we're seeing a lot of that you know i mean thor on his own would yes be able to have that kind of story but then you throw him to the future and talk about mythology that's great and right. we're seeing that here as well where yeah. there's like all these like crazy rules like you said like only someone like english pure of heart can see these druids who are walking around who yeah. are like ah oh, watch out there's like all this crap going mm-hmm. on <laughs> And then, like, Rogue ends up being, like, there was a lighthouse. Yes, a special lighthouse that, like, appears before. Well, there was a lighthouse that was originally, and yeah. it was attacked by um, Morgan's, or Morgane's, um forces. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when they get Rogue in that area, a lighthouse, like... Conjures. Create, and, like, she's the, the light at the top. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool. That's right. very... Right, that's very, sto- like, mythical and Yeah, story. and, like, I really like that, um... And so inevitably, like, Apocalypse does show up. Oh, yeah, despite their protests. Yeah, that he of does not need to, to be here. He's just yeah. like, no, it's cool, I'll hold the line. Right. Um, and so then they have to go and trans, like, they need to do travel cross to. Yep. Whatchamacallit? Krakoa. At, no, 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 they're not going to Krakoa. No, well, Jubilee goes to Krakoa during the. Yeah, but at the end, they go to. Oh, yeah, 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 to the, to the under, to the other world. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they head on over there. It's uh, Gambit, and it's going to be um, Betsy and mm-hmm. Jubilee, and Jubilee's going to bring her kid because she doesn't want to leave him with Apocalypse. Fair. Yep. Apocalypse has a really big hammer, and he's going to be doing a lot of fighting, mm-hmm. and like, it's not like Rogue can help out nope. with the sitting, and they're like, there's no time, we have to go. No. Yeah. And so they go over, and when they arrive, Jubilee immediately freaks out because her kid's gone. And, mm-hmm. like, Betsy's like, I, I totally brought him! Don't don't start with me. Mm-hmm. Don't start with me. Yep. And then they turn around, and, like, this Maleficent-style dragon is there, and it says Shogo. Yeah, the baby was turned into the dragon. Yeah. And it's like, oh! And I was like, okay, well, I think I'm, I think I'm done with it. Well, for me, I was like, okay, why? Right, yeah. For me, I'm like, okay, I'm well, like, um, is he enchanted? Is he, is it, yeah, is, is he it, magic? Is it some sort of latent witch breed that we'll find out more about? Yeah, like, cool. it only happens over here? Yeah. Like, it's something that's triggered? Right, I don't when know. When he gets here? I don't know. Sounds cool. So, for me, cool. Right, for, for me, for I'm you, like, oh, jeez. All right, well, I mean, I appreciate what they're doing, it's and I think a, it's a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed the first issue. It's a so dragon. I'm, yeah, I'm not complaining. It's more just like, oh, okay, magic. I mean, like, Jubilee never turned into a dragon. No. So, you know, kid's kind of cooler than she is, yeah. Definitely. She turned into a vampire. Yeah, nobody wanted that. <laughs> uh, Vidal Ruiz says, uh, hey, guy, I've been catching up on the old videos. Just wanted to show my support. Thank you very much, Vidal. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. And yeah, uh, we got a treasure trove of videos. Watch them all. Uh, Jay Kino says, glad I got to catch you today. Well, we're glad you uh, were able to join us. Thank yeah, you so thank much, you. man. Uh, Smarty says, this stream is sponsored by the Raid Shadow Legends. I don't know what that means, but um, I appreciate the support. And uh, Saddle Thotty says, Excalibur had all the characters act so dumb, though. <laughs> just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's invisible, and the ending was just silly. Yeah, well, it's supposed uh, to feel listen, very like Sword in the Stone. That's Disney-esque. exactly what it is. And so, like... I think for some people, this is not going to be a book for them because of this whole, like, like you said, Sword of the Stone. But, like, that's Excalibur. If you ever read, like, classic Excalibur with, you know, Brian Braddock and Nightcrawler yeah. and, and, and Megan and whatnot, yeah. 
it's really silly no. and very weird. And, like, I think what I struggle with, though, is really Betsy's attitude towards a lot of it is not helping right now. No. Because, like, Gambit has legit concerns, and, like, he's just like, I, like, shut up. Yeah, and it's like, he's like, I can't live without this woman. Like, they've right. really been through a lot lately, and I appreciate that at least Gambit is like, don't you get it? Remember my book? <laughs> it was like, really good. Kelly Thompson's a just, terrific writer, guys. It's like... We finally get this moment of peace on this island, and immediately it goes to she shit, which is honestly the like, classic Rogan Gambit luck right there. Right. So, like, there is something to be said about that. Um, the dragon doesn't bother me. No. But that's me. Right. Like, I, I, so I completely I get don't, you. So I don't, I don't have any problem with everyone else saying that's stupid. Yeah. Because I'm like, I get it. Right. Just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm okay with the dragon. <laughs> J. Joseph oh. Frazier says, Hello, uh, how would you feel if this next crisis is a Snyder-Bendis collab? They both seem to be making references to it in their books. I think that's the worst idea that could possibly happen because neither of them can handle a major event anymore. And uh, I, I I read the first issue of Event Leviathan was like, Nope! But and maybe... I was rewarded for my troubles with, 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 with Scott. I feel like uh, he does not, like, he plays well with Tynan, or Tynan. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he would play well with Bendis. Those are two big personalities they in the are, same room. But I think that they probably excel at a couple of different points in comics. Like yeah. Bendis would be able to really bring some of those like casual like character conversations. It that, would feel more natural than Yeah, than so we'd they have do. that going, but like and Snyder has like the historical like knowledge for certain elements of things and that explanation. Right. Um so maybe it would somehow cancel each other out in, in terms of the negative qualities yeah. that they might have lately. And, I would like, hope so. I something strong. I, I that's a that's a Look at the glass half that full. That really is. Uh, <laughs> it would sell well, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Uh, Jake Curran says, since Apocalypse entered Krakoa and those birds swirled around him, Hox Pox, I've thought he would be the he would be one of, if not the main villain of Hickman's run. Yeah. Well, you, I'm glad you caught the uh, the references. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> um, Absolute Carnage came out. It uh, did. The final issue, issue five, from Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman. Yep. Uh, this was a very short very action-packed event and it wraps up as you would expect i guess not really i mean like eddie's kid finds out he's his dad spider-man gets a moment by himself it doesn't team up with the others you get a big splash moment that you got several splash moments that refer to events that took place in Mm tie-ins you have a you had one big maximum carnage reference where the entire team from maximum carnage of sans spider-man was there and i'm like that's kind of fun yeah um a lot of like character crowd pleasing character moments uh, overall, basically, you know, Carnage wants to usher in the, the the awakening of Null. He succeeds because Venom is a jackass. The end. Like, it's very short, and it's like, I was like, oh my I, god, it ended on a cliffhanger to set up the next event. Screw you, I'm so angry. Yeah, like, um, I was so annoyed that it was because like, but literally, they were like, don't do this one thing. Or Null will wake up and it'll be the end of it. And he's like, screw you, I'm going to do it anyway. And he does. And it's like... Right, but he does it to save the kid. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah, but you, the writer put it that way so that it would happen I know, way. I know. But, like, it just set up that, like, Null is now coming. Now there'll be yet another event. Yeah. That, because there's no way that Kate's isn't going to have Null... Null was in the friggin' Silver Surfer in many he did. Right. Like, there's no way Null isn't going to be this, like... Secret Wars-esque massive event that Kate's is probably concocting. And I feel, like, cheated that we didn't get a moment of an actual ending. We instead got, oh, more's coming! Yeah. That being said, 
Uh, I applaud them for five issues. Same writer, same artist. No bullshit. Just the story. Mm -hmm. The tie-ins all got to work on their own. You don't need them if you want to read the whole book. Mm -hmm. It's a successful event. It's everything I want out of an event, except that it dovetails into yet another event. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing. And it's it's like a 45% ding, but it's still like not the worst thing. Right. Plus, the art remains consistent. Yeah. Like, Stegman manages to keep it all together. Oh, also we find out that, like, uh, Dylan has powers or something. Yeah, he's got something. Uh, yeah. But we all knew that anyway. Right, right, right. But, yeah. So, you know, it, it was fine. At the end of the day, because of that, I wasn't like, oh, good for you. The other thing was, and I don't know about you, because you, you read this too. I did. Uh, I was like... Not like a lot goes on in terms of action, but not a lot really happens. No, and and so it felt a little like, well, you know, a little light. Yeah, and I mean, it's a carnage event, so it's supposed to not feel like deep and important. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just yeah. felt a little. It felt like it felt like empty calories. Right. Well, and I think what doesn't help is because of the nature of the ending, it makes like the reveal of like the rest of the team showing up useless. Totally it doesn't matter in the end. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Because of that ending, I was like, "Damn you! <laughs> you couldn't even just put that in a tie-in or as a post-credits moment or something like that." Yeah. It's also, like, there's no way Carnage is dead. No. I know he turned into a skeleton, but you know. Right. There's no way. <laughs> but anyway. All right. That was that. That's all I want to say about it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I find to be, like, um, weirdly, like, enjoyable or satisfying about this ending is the fact that, like, clearly Eddie knows and he doesn't tell anybody. Right. He's just like, okay. Okay. I am going to pay for this. Maybe it'll just go away. Right. Like, that kind of attitude. And I think that is very him. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, he really hasn't truly grown as a character. No, but he does embrace Spider-Man. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and he obviously embraces the fact that he is now, like, known as, like, Dylan's father. You yes. know what I mean? And so I guess it's baby steps for Eddie. Sure. <laughs> and Eddie's gone in a real metamorphosis, so I'm, like, happy for him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Eh. Kind of underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got? You got some stuff. Let's get to him. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, you know what? Uh, what? Where do we want to go? I don't know. Where do I want to go? Can you I... let me know. Let's talk about Conan real quick. Conan? Conan! What, the barbarian? The barbarian. Oh, not his savage <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, not his, uh, not, not his, uh, savage sword. No, this is the Aaron run on, on Conan. This is the penultimate for Aaron on Conan. Now, do you know, is it, is it going to keep going? I don't know if it's going to keep going, honestly. I haven't looked into it. I haven't jumped that far ahead. I've just been enjoying what Aaron's doing. Because I'm also afraid that, like, if I look too far ahead, I'll be spoiled. Yeah, that's gonna true. Wrap up. So I didn't want to know. I don't want to know. I literally have just been enjoying the hell out of this story, and I'm just going to continue to enjoy the hell out of this story. Fair. Um, this is part 11. Um <laughs> It's that a, sounds like a 12 issue mini to me. Yeah, Conan the Barbarian, The Life and Death of Conan, Part 11 by Crom. Yay. Um, in this, in the last issue, Conan died. Yes. Conan um, bled out mm-hmm. by the, uh, the the children of the Blood Witch. And uh, in this, he wakes up and he's back in his village. And like someone's talking to him and his parents are there. Oh no. And his mom's pregnant. What? Yeah. 
And they're like, and he's like, what? This something's wrong. This isn't right. Yeah, this is not and how they, it works. And they talk kind of about being like a Camarian or, and like how like, it's just like, no, like we do all these things. Like we, you know, we hunt we are and we kill. And, yeah. And we, that's what we do is we live in the shadow of the mountain and this is what we do here. Right. And he's just like, I have to go, go <laughs> see the mountain. And they're like, what are you doing? Don't leave. And so he starts to climb the mountain. And as he's climbing the mountain, the mountain responds by throwing an avalanche at him. And the next time we see him, he's older. He was a boy then, and now he's like a man. A he's, youth. Yes, he's a youth. He's the Conan we've been adventuring with oftentimes, depending on the various yeah, yeah. stories. He does look younger. He looks like he's maybe he, like yeah, it's probably 19. Like, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. And, and this time, like a saber-toothed cat oh, is no. thrown at him. And uh, he fights it, and like, it inevitably like kills him and eats him. And he comes what? back, and he's slightly older. Oh. And and this time, like he's struck down by lightning. At one point, he's like, killed by carrion birds. He's killed <laughs> by an elk. And eventually, he gets to the top of the mountain, and uh, he's uh, an older Conan with a beard. And, you know, not yeah. quite King Conan. Not King Conan. But an older Conan. Mm-hmm. And he comes there, and there's like a like a circle of stones and like swords all there, and someone starts talking. And, like, in, in the sky, like, yeah. a godly voice. I think we know who yeah, that is. Yeah, saying others came to leave their swords as offerings out of respect, but not you. <laughs> and, like, he's like, who's there? Show yourself. And um, Conan only really gives him some crap. And then finally, like, Krom shows up. And Krom's like, you know, you know, <laughs> Conan, think about it for, like, a hot second. If you're here, it means you died. That's right. right, Conan, you died. It's over. Those little kids bled you out. And then Conan, like, thinks about all the ways he could have died. Mm-hmm. And then he just starts laughing. And, and, and like, Carl's like, you're you weird. <laughs> you're weird, Conan. You're weird. I don't understand it. <laughs> and, like, he's just like, well, there you go. You're dead. Whatever. And, and like, Conan's like, what will happen to the living world? What will happen to, like, my kingdom and all that? And then he's just like, eh, Razazzle will, like, take over for a few eons. And then, like, I don't know. Crum, I don't care. Someone else will deal with it. Some yeah. other god will deal with it. And Conan just starts throwing swords at him. <laughs> and he's just like, listen, I was a king. I was, like, like of the greatest kingdom. My kingdom was the best. Mm-hmm. I had the best kingdom. Hashtag best kingdom. Right. And he's just like, and you don't care? Like, yeah. literally, like, your people are going to die. <laughs> and you don't care. No. And, and I'm a crappy god. Right? And he's just like, listen, if they were with those, like, my people, then, like... They wouldn't lose. Th- well, they already had the spark to fight. Right. In their guts. Like, that's what I put in there. Yeah. And, like, and like Conan's like, you know what? I never prayed to you, not even once. Right. Just, like, what you wanted. And he's like, well, don't start now. And he's like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> so then, like, yeah. Conan basically fights Krom. Okay. Right? And that's like, awesome. Yeah. And, like, so he just takes him on, and Krom pulls out, like, a big sword, and he blasts him with, like energy of some sort of <laughs> ice like out of his face hole mm-hmm. and it turns conan into an ain't like an, like an old like ragged man like we've never seen him that's before. awesome he's like this he's almost like a sage conan mm-hmm. at this point and like he's just like there now you go away <laughs> and he's like no i will n- i'm never gonna stop yeah and so he takes up his sword again and he like has at it and Krom's like fine you want that so bad okay conan I curse you. Oh, no. And he's like, I'm going to send you back, but eventually you're going to grow old and you're going to like wither and your strength will fail you. Yeah. And like, you'll see your, your glory grow dim and you'll see yourself fade. Like essentially he'll never have a warrior's death is kind of what you get out right, of this. Right, right. And he's like, and at the end of the day, you're going to wish you'd just stayed here. <laughs> and he sends him back. Mm-hmm. And then Conan is like, 
all right, as we see, like, Razazzle, like, crawling out of this hole, and, like, the, the blood children are, like, getting all, like, you know, like, empowered and disgusting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, like, Conan's like, okay, let's do it. And, like, he's younger than he was as King Conan. Oh. And Conan's ready. He is, he's, he's ready to go. Nice. And, uh... We're going to see how it goes. It's also badass because he literally has two swords just in his chest. And he's like, <laughs> I assume he's going to pull them out and then screw oh, yeah. these children. He is totally going to do that. So I'm excited. Like, it's badass. So, like, Aaron is delivering on every conceivable level. Like, Conan is so, like, has, like, grown as a character within the scope of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where it's like, it was about the battle and it was about like the, the warrior's death kind of thing. Yeah. And now it's about like going back and kind of finishing what he started and saving the kingdom. Like he's learned that kind of responsibility. Right. And at the, at the risk of never getting that. Yeah. What you wanted. That, That's cool. Like, glory. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm down. I'm yeah. Excited, so. That sounds great. I am sad um, that issue 12 will be the end of this um, but it was such a good run that like I, I really can't be that mad it's not the end no uh, Jim Zub's taking over that's fine and it'll be good because Zub is because he's always wanted it well here's the thing Zub is has a passion for Conan that like no is, other like no other exactly <laughs> Zub tells a story a little differently and what I liked was like Aaron's like character study of the different lives or times in Conan's life. Yeah. And so like, that's what I truly enjoyed about this. Right. Because obviously Aaron also loved, has a, a passion for story and an enjoyment of Conan. Um, but what we'll get from Zub is more of a classic Conan from a guy who read the original books mm-hmm. and, you know, was a big fan of the Roy Thomas like comics. So yes. like, it's going to be great. Yeah. No doubt. But like, I'm truly loving what Aaron, Aaron. has done. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Supertastic says, The love must have... The love most have for Marvel, I have for DC, and I miss loving DC. Bad story's fine, but I feel like Snyder's slowly but surely killing every part of his lore and putting Marvel into. Uh, Both have strengths, but they're different. I don't know what that means. You you don't even try. (laughs) Uh, You mean like he's killing it? Like he's doing a great job? No. What do you mean? Bad story is he's fun, destroying but I feel like, the lore. Yeah, killing every part of his lore. Like he's like Snyder built up all of this lore, and then they oh, just kind of right. like. Well, let me just break it, like wreck it all down. Yeah. Well, but you can never undo Perpetua now. Yeah. She will have always been, and she will always be stupid. Yeah. Um. That's too bad. I I mean like listen. I like DC too. I'm uh you know I grew up as a Marvel kid, but mm-hmm. I did love DC. Um, and I find there's a lot to love about DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, Scott's got stuff going on. He has strengths and weaknesses like anybody. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm hopeful that we'll see some more greatness from him and, and, and a resurgence of the DC, you know, lore that mm-hmm. you enjoy so much. Uh, Kane's World says, I heard this was the donation train <laughs> all aboard Choo Choo. Thank you very much, Kane, man. No, really thank appreciate you. it. That's thank very you, kind. Thank, thank you so much, much for, your, for, your, for your generosity. Um, but yeah, uh, before we move on, I just wanted to say this is the episode 300. Uh, so, you know, we're celebrating. Uh, hashtag Batman, you get one of these. Uh, what? Enter only if you want to win and tell me where you live yes. so I can make, it, make, it, make you get it. Yes. Uh, Coco Mill sent us a sticker of a fox uh, showing its love for us. Thank you very much, Coco, for using the stickers. That's a lot of fun. That's so cute. Be careful with the... Don't spam everything with them, but like, if you want to use the stickers, feel, feel free. Yeah, but be careful with it. Is it a fox or is it a Sheba? 
I, I think it's a Shiva. I think it's a Shiva. Ugh, Shiva scream. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, really quick, I just want to touch upon 2099 Alpha number yeah, one. Yeah, do that, because I kind of flipped through it, but yeah. I didn't commit to the reading. No, you shouldn't have. Uh, 2099 Alpha is uh, written by Nick Spencer with art by Victor Bogdanovic. The art is great, and that's it. Uh, it's a previews book, so, you know, uh, basically it shouldn't be, it shouldn't have cost anything. But uh, it did. Like, it was a real comic. And uh, so it just kind of shows you the world of 2099 as told by Nick Spencer. Uh, there's, like, images and references to stuff that you might remember from 2099. It's the same problem I have with every 2099 book after two- 1997. And it is that people like what 2099 looks like, but don't want to do the things they were doing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I appreciate that because not everything from 2099 was great, Ravage, Hulk, Punisher, Ghost Rider, really anything other than Spider-Man and Doom, which is the thing to work, like, which is the things that are in this book for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, the Ultimately, the, the world 2019-2020 doesn't really, I don't know, work for cyberpunk anymore. Like, cyberpunk is what inspired 2099, and it allows 2099 to be, like, it's grit, to, to, to be gritty and weird and dark, and, you know, nowadays, like, you know it's not gonna work, like, it's not even that it's not gonna be that future, but it's like, I don't think, I don't think they have the, I don't think the, the writers today have the head for cyberpunk the way that they used to. That could be, I mean, like, you can't say that it, it can't work anymore, because there's literally a game coming out. I know! called that i know and people are ridiculously excited for it but it could just be like you said like these like the writers are not prepared to craft that kind of world because i think it definitely takes a very specific writer to understand what makes cyberpunk work agreed i I don't think spencer has it okay but victor bogdanovic does because the art is legitimately good and that's i'm not just speaking from the perspective of he's drawn my comic Garth Kirby, the Good right. Gods, uh, but he's also he's so good, and he gets better every 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 new book. Um, he's also going to draw Wolverine. I know, and and uh, I can't wait because he I s- tweeted an a, a, an image from this issue. Yeah, and like I got to, I did flip through to see it in full color, and I was like, wow, the Watcher. Yeah, I was really hopeful that like the use of Watcher in this was actually going to be like a harbinger of like of bringing back Uatu uh-huh. in like the main universe. Not so. Maybe they'll like pull him from 2099 and put him into the present or something. Yeah. But in, in any event, uh, you know, Doom is Doom. Eh, it's just kind of like it does not hold my attention at all. Right. Like at all. And I, I, it's one of the first times in a long time that I read a comic and then about like, and I didn't know how far along I was, but like literally two pages before it ended, I had to stop and I took, I did something else. And I came back and was like, let's finish this thing. Oh, it only had two pages left. Like, mm. it was really boring. Oh. And so, like, it's a great-looking comic. I think that the... I think 2009, that world has legs. And I think that you need to give it to people who... You need to vertigo that shit. Like, you need to find people who are like, I'm gonna tell this really messed up thing, and I'm gonna use the visuals from Ron Lim's X-Men 2099 and just do that. Yeah, you know, I mean, like just you got to do something that it can't be a standard superhero comic. No, you know what they should have possibly done is is um, just brought in uh, like a couple of actual science fiction cyberpunk writers. writers, not to necessarily write the books, but to consult. Yeah, like, like here's to have what the, the story have the, is. Like the writers who are working on the books themselves, like write 
what they were thinking about doing and then have them take a look at it and be like, okay, you want to make this fit a little bit more in cyberpunk? Here are some, some thoughts. Right. But otherwise, meh. I would say skip it. I would say absolutely you don't need this. But like, if you want to help out Vic, buy Wolverine. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, because that's the thing. Because he's, he's, he's going to be doing so that So super too. talented. And he is great. It's yeah. like, if, if you want Capullo, but a little bit more like rough. Right. And not like rough, like not refined, but more like... I don't know. His pencils are more like, you know, there's more grit mm. to them. Uh, Marauders, number wait, wait, two. You wanna, all right, yeah. Oh, no, go it. ahead. What? I was going to say, I got three more. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, let's talk about Once in Future. Yay, Once in Future. I was, God, I the love The origin this book. thing, right? It's so good. I know. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It's not like. What? Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> they it, said it was going to be an origin. No, no, they said it was going to talk a little bit more about family, and it definitely did. Well, at the end of the day, this is a book about family. Yeah, it, well, that's what I said. <laughs> that's what I said, and he agreed. Yeah. And he agreed. I know. Um, anyway, once in future, remember last time we left, uh, uh, Gran and, and Duncan, and Gran had her, um, her sniper rifle out. Yes. She was going to take down, uh, Galahad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Duncan doesn't go for that. He shifts his shoulder so she can't take the shot because he's not down with that. Mm-hmm. Um, while she's aiming her shot up, we hear them chatting about how, like, it will be Galahad's job to find the Grail. Oh. But how will he find the Grail? Well, he needs a Fisher King, the maimed Fisher King. Okay. Now, again, I'm sure if I was really up on my Arthurian lore, this would all mean a lot to me, but it doesn't necessarily. But that doesn't mean I don't that I lose the, like way or like my understanding of what's happening again because Gillen is trying to educate us to some degree yes. on what Arthurian lore is all about um and so like uh Bridget or Gran knows exactly what that means she's like crap goes take a shot Duncan moves immediately the knights though his other knights try yeah. to get them they pass out of the church remember um they had his uh date from earlier in the book there yeah. as like a historian. Right. And uh, she has a, a, a candle. And remember, she's not supposed to let that go out. Mm-hmm. A couple of cops show up. They're uh. like, what are you doing? She's like, uh. They're like, you holding a vigil? And she's like, well, you see, I can't let this go out. And uh, so they make it out. And uh, they're both armed, obviously. Yep. And the cops are like, um. Yeah. First of all, where did you come from? Second of all, uh, no. Right. So they pull their weapons on everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, the knights show up and dispatch the cops, so they're totally cool. Right. And uh, then she snuffs the candle, and oh, they no. get sent back. Like, okay. the, the knights get sent back. Cool. So they're good. They're hopping a car. They're off their way to go find the Fisher King, because they know that that's where they have to go for Galahad to go and locate the Grail. Yeah. Um, okay. They get a little information about that, um, about how, like, uh, what's her name? I, I never remember what the girl's name is. Mm. Uh, Rose. Uh, and uh, how she is not really a secretary as much as she's like James Bond's M. She's the one that gives like the missions, that kind of thing. Right. And, uh, you know, she's like, remember M and how he used to blah, blah, blah. And then like Rose updates her. She's like, M's a woman now. Not anymore. Well, in <laughs> in the time period of, I guess, like referring to the Judy Dench. Yes. Like, but well, they just, the Skyfall, she's, she's out. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, and like Grand's yeah. like, oh. Oh, because cool. she's been keeping up. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you'd have loved it. <laughs> you would have dug it the most, man. <laughs> um, but anyway, they're like, anyway, we gotta go. Galad's grandfather would have like, being maimed means that he was shot in the crotch. Mm. Oh no! Right? Or, like it would have like you know, and like they're talking about being made, like a Galahad being made. Like how do you, how can you make a person? Yeah. And that like Elaine is Galahad's mom, and like so she must have found a Lancelot to get her pregnant. Right. And so, like, they're like, okay. And, like, she, Gran's like, I don't know where she found one, but she found one. Mm-hmm. So the fact is, like, we've got a problem. Yeah. 
So regardless of that, like, they leave Rose outside and, or they're going to. And then, like, the the sky shifts colors, which means that, like, the knights are there or that, like, you know, like a, like a portal has been opened up. Right, right, right. So they all just go tearing into the house. And um, literally, Grand just starts, like, yelling into the house, like, you know, hey, like, look, mm-hmm. we don't have time for this crap. There's an old man there, and he's just like, Bridget, would you just shut up? Oh, no. And then, like, Grand starts firing into the wall, and, like, Douglas, like, what are you doing? He's <laughs> like, listen, listen, we don't have time for this. We have to find the grail, okay? Like, and if, okay, if but he's you're... dead, then they can't find the grail. Right, right. So, knights show up. They all make a break for it. Um, Galahad is there. He's protected, and he shows up, and he goes to the old man, and he's just like, He's like, I, it's basically like, I, I, are you the gatekeeper? Or I'm the key master kind of thing. Right. And he's like, I'm Galahad. And he's like, I'm the Fisher King. And he's just like, so, you know, let me know what you find. Right. Galahad goes through a door. He finds the castle where the grail is being kept. And, uh, Grant's like, okay, cool. Duncan's like, I feel like these, these hair staying on the back of my neck. She's like, oh, that's the call of destiny, hon. It's, oh, it's cool. fine. That's what those tingles mean. (laughs) So essentially she's like, all right, now we have to go find the grail. And we discover that the old man who's there Mm -hmm. was Bridget's husband. Oh, no. (laughs) What? So, yeah. So eventually, like, he's just like, hey, what's your middle name, Duncan? Uh He's like, Percy. He's like, Percival. Right. He's like, Grand Maju was another grail finder. Oh, geez. So, like obviously I'm not going to let you do that. And he blows his brains out. Oh, cause like he's the Fisher King. He's not going to let them follow him. Like he wanted to sh- change like what England was and what Britain was. And he wanted to bring back Arthur as well. And so oh. he bought into all of that. Okay. And like, she's like, I never agreed with that. Like you're an idiot. Kind yeah. Of thing. So like they had their Galahad and she created a Percival. And so now they're going to have to find another way to co- get, find the grail. Mm. And I'm like, Gran, I like you. What 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 do you what game are you playing? She's got the long game going here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so again, I can't talk about how good this book is enough. It, it is literally it was the same length as any other comic, but it reads so fast. Yeah, because the pacing is just exquisite. Right, and the art is so fluid. You're yeah, just, you just easily. So, but you shouldn't because each page panels yeah. are great. It's a treat. Yeah. It's a treat. So go check it out. Once and future awesome Arthurian action film that you're never going to see. Yep. Uh, whoever's drawing this, they're going to get scooped up. Dan Mora? Yeah. Oh, Dan Mora. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's good. He's He's been working with Boom since Klaus. I, I mean, so. Marvel and DC is going to scoop him up. You think so? Oh, yeah. Uh, Travis Hamilton says, can't stay. Just wanted to drop by. Have a great rest of your day. You too, Travis. Thank you very oh, thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Hope you're having an awesome Thanksgiving. Uh, Jake Curran helping us out again. Thank you very much, Jake. Really, thank you. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, Joe D, thank, happy Thanksgiving to my favorite YouTube channel. Well, happy oh, Thanksgiving thank to you, man. You. Thank you so much. Uh, Vidal Ruiz says, So I want a shirt of a toon sal of him saying, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Lol, I don't know why that sticks out to me, but yeah, here's more money. Thank you very much. Thank Vidal. you, thank you. Yeah, we're working on new shirts, actually, so keep an eye out. But uh, if you're interested, by the way, I think below these videos we have them over on Teespring, but if you go to tpublic.com slash store slash comic pop, You'll find it there. Yeah. Uh, we have a bunch of, like, comic pop shirts if you want them. But, mm-hmm. like, no obligation. I don't make a lot of money off of those. It's more just we want you to have shirts that say our logo on them. Yeah, yeah, But we don't, we, our percentage is, like, uh, like, like a hundredth of a percent. It's fine. 
Uh, Joram Greenwell says, Sal, you got my back in a comics. Thank you. Aww. Thank you, man. That means so much to me. And, like, I'm so glad you're back. Uh, it's a weird time, but I'm glad that you found things that you are passionate about and that you're digging. Uh, so, welcome back, man. Uh, BM Gray, this chat's the most supportive I've ever seen it. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and a better 2020 comic pop. Thank you very much, BM thank Gray. Thank you, thank you, Me thank too. You. I really appreciate you too, uh, as well. But thank you so much for your contribution. We really appreciate it. And also for your kind support. Uh, Felix Nolasco. Felix Nolasco. Should Snyder do a book for Hill House? Uh, he would be great in that. I worry that he doesn't want to be pigeonholed. He's like, no! Yeah, a- I was a horror writer, but now I'm this! I got a hot take on that one. I don't know if he could handle it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I honestly... And I say that because... He wrote Witches, and it could have ended with Volume 1. He was like, no, I'm going to do a Volume 2. And then he just never did. He did, like, that middle ground, like, bad egg thing. Yeah. Which was fine. Yeah, very fine. But, like, here's the thing. Like, you have people like Mike Carey. You have people like uh, Joe Hill. And they're, like, those are, they're horror writers. Yes. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I would, I would love to see him do it. I just don't know if it would be the strongest one, to be honest with you. I think. I'm sure it would be the best-selling one. Oh, yeah. Because Scott Center's name is on it. But yeah, I think that uh, he would never do it because he wouldn't be able to take 100% of the proceeds and leverage it into a movie or TV deal. No, it's true. He'd be like, why would I do that when I could just get Image to do it for me? And then I'd own it all. <laughs> like, why would I ever do that? That's DC. They right. own that. No, forget it. No, my concern is that I would not even concern, but like my, my, my yeah, but he concern couldn't keep would up. be that like, well, I wouldn't keep up, but like. I think he told his horror story. Right. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, Mr. Supertastic, yay well, for once in future. Yeah, yay. it's such a good comic. Um, yeah, moving on to yeah, Noir. What do, you got? What, do you, what do you got? Oh, uh, yeah, we could do something uh, real quick. Something is killing the children. Uh, continues to be spectacular. Uh, we learn a little bit more about Erica. We um, get the feeling that, like, obviously, like, there is something bigger Right. Like, going on with her. Um, the brother of one of the kids who was killed is going to become a little more involved. He's, he's very upset with uh, Erica. He thinks she must have done it. She thinks the, or he thinks the kid's involved as of well. Of course, yeah. Um, but, like, inevitably, like, she gets arrested. Oh, no. And uh, they are... Crap. Uh, yeah. Well, they're going to, like, they're, like, interrogating her, and eventually she just starts asking them questions. Oh, cool. And he's cool. just like, are you interrogating me? Like, right. She, <laughs> she gives him a license, and he's just like, your name's Erica Slaughter. He's like, first of all, this is printed on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's my license. Yeah. That's cool. Just take it. <laughs> Jesus. But she starts, like, being like, okay, where, like, you know, you, we know all the kids who were killed, but... What about who was the first kid who was taken that you thought was just missing and hasn't turned up yet? Right. Because that's the one I need to know about. That's how I'm going to stop this. Okay. And he's just like, what? 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 What is this? I'm the cop. Yeah. You're you're my like you know prisoner here. Like right. what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, here's the thing, you're going to get a call from somebody and then you're going to let me go, <laughs> and that's just how it's going to be. And like I'm going to stop this. Right. And then um he's like, I don't think so. So they're going to go take her and like put her um. In another, like, uh, holding cell. Because, like, she's going to be charged with uh, being drunk. Okay. And then a guy comes in, and he's like, um, hey, they just found, like, five more bodies. And, like, there's still, like, blood spurting out of them. So there's no way she did it. Right. And inevitably, he's like, he... They're going to continue to arrest her. And he's like, can you stop this? She's like, yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm the only one who can. Yeah. It's like, 
like she can't explain why he asks her why that kind of thing and then he lets her go tells someone to tailor basically right. she meets up with the kid mm-hmm. um and then starts talking to her, her octopus again and he like asks about it she gets a little freaked out about that right. and then they go off and um like try to find where the first kid was because like she recognizes that like basically whatever this thing is she thought it was like this level thing but it's obviously a higher level yeah like, entity and that it's getting daring it's becoming less afraid of being found out right and so she's like i haven't fought anything this like intense in a while cool so like we're gonna have a problem i think okay so like it's just cool because like tynan's playing the long game we definitely get a little bit of like gory stuff at the beginning of the book we always get like those little like tastes of like the horror elements of it um while also just establishing that like Erica's the kind of character who's obviously been around some crap before. There's something a little off about her, whether it be something magical or alien yeah. or whatever. I don't know. Right. But I'm looking forward to finding out, and I like Tynan's pace of revealing information to us. Totally. Also, the art's awesome. <laughs> and the art's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Marauders number two from Jerry Duggan and Matteo Lolly mm-hmm. is out. Uh, Yo-ho. Yo-ho, a pirate's life for everybody. Um... Emma Frost and Sebastian Shaw bitch at each other for the entire book, and then Kitty's revealed at the end. Yay! Next book. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, okay. Um, lest anyone accuse me of being, like, a, a curmudgeon or a stick in the mud, um, Hawks and Pox were amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, holy crap. These things were, like, big and bombastic, and, you know, the art was unbelievable, and the... The, the 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 promise and the concept behind them all was was so like just incredible and uh, now we've got X Men X Force Marauders Excalibur all mm-hmm. these books and like and there's literally something for everybody New Mutants like there's so many books they got a space book a pirate book a, you know espionage book yeah. the X Men book where everyone acts like a moron and like soon to be there's a Wolverine and whatnot but like. Uh, I've noticed, and there's a pervasive uh, sentiment among the online community, at least, and it might be a vocal minority, but I've noticed that uh, compared to Hawks and Pox, a lot of these are pretty underwhelming. That's fair. And as I understand it, it's kind of deliberate. Like, that Hickman's, like, directive is kind of like... This is the calm before the storm. These are just kind of getting you acclimated with like who the players are, what their mm-hmm. world is, what their like what their worlds are before they get disrupted. Right. So with that in mind, it allows me to kind of compartmentalize and understand what these what these series are trying to do, which is because they're not all ongoing. So they're all gonna be like wrapped up and they're gonna tell their tale. And then they're gonna be part of like the rest of the story for X-Men. Mm-hmm. So when I'm like about like Marauders being like this really boring comic book uh which it was um i understand that it's really not like supposed to be as like what as like hawks and pox were because it's supposed to be like hey here's some x-men here's what they're doing this is the world they live in now and so it's world building it's more world building and uh but more with a with a more like leisure tone and so i really appreciate them doing that okay um See, I didn't find it to be boring. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed the, like, game that, like, Emma was playing with Sebastian, even though he thought he maybe understood the depth of the game. Totally. But, like, he was... He was, he was like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was playing checks. <laughs> he, was he was playing, playing checkers, sh- she's playing chess. I was gonna say, he was playing shoots and ladders. And yeah, she was playing, she was playing chess. chess. Like, exactly. Like, no, and he so, is... like, I enjoyed the intrigue of that and how, like, inevitably she will probably be taken down by something, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, oh, definitely. But, like, 
like I was really just like this is fantastic right you know uh, they also get a new boat it's much nicer yeah and pyro gets a, so, a grotesque face tattoo well you know what's nice about that is that like when he dies and comes back he won't have it right <laughs> uh, and of course what we said I think a month or two ago happened uh, Kitty Pride's the Red Queen yeah well I mean like she accepted that didn't she in the last one uh, I think so but well if she did then why did they do this big reveal because <laughs> she accepted it from Emma Emma had asked right, but this is her revealed in the council here right. we go yeah. Ta-da. Uh, I also found Kitty Pride insufferable in this issue. And really? And I gotta tell you, um, at first I was like, what, what, like, why? Yeah. Oh, God. sorry, hi. Uh, I was like, why? Like, what, like, what, like, and then I remembered that she's always been insufferable. Like, there's never been a time when Kitty Pride wasn't, like, a no, pain I, in the ass. I really, I, I enjoyed this issue, but again, like, I liked the back and forth. Like, right. And I liked it paired against what Kitty was doing, because obviously it was all tied in. Like, Emma, like, okay, so Sebastian has been not um, keeping up with his end of the, the bargain. No. Like, he's supposed to really just be running the black market for the Krakoan drugs. Yeah, and he's not. And he's not. He's not only doing that, he's then taking that stuff, which is supposed to be going to the black market like in countries where they've made the deal yeah. instead he's selling it to other countries who have either declined it, I guess, or who just are paying more. Right. So they're not going where they're meant to go, even though it's like on the black market regardless. Yeah. Um, and Batrock's involved with it. Which I, I love like, that. Batrock. Yeah. It's nice to see it. He's leaping all over the place. In this. He's <laughs> leaping right off the page. Um, and into our hearts. Uh, he's not. Um, but I liked that going on. And it turns out that like, that's his boat. And yes. like, Batrock was taking the drugs elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And then he tries to like, be like yeah, yeah, he's like, Hey, let's parlay. Uh, Kitty, why don't we just take these someplace else? We'll split the money. Yeah, exactly. Be fine. She's like, nope. She's like, no. And they basically just sink the boat. Yeah. And then strand hit. Well, the, the coast guard's coming together. Yeah. Okay. Which is fine because it's like, they're like, no, no, we already sent the, another boat. Where it was supposed to go. Right. So screw you. Yeah. Which is cool. Right. So like that's going on as like Emma's unveiling or like revealing how much she knows about what he's been doing. Yes. And that like he has a like a like an individual he wants as the Red Queen. And I love that like she's like. It's just, I wonder who it who what what poor floozy that he's been betting. Yeah. Like thinks that she's about to be like, like the Red yeah, Queen. Exactly. I was like, it's just... That means that there's a character. That means that there is someone in, like, someone you know. It could have been, or... I think it is. I, I think it's going to be, like, you're going to be like, oh, who's... Like, I think there's going to be, like, a contention for the Red Queen seat. I guess there could be. But, like, regardless of that, like, I really liked the pace of this book and just how, like, like Shaw's entire plan unraveled, like, in front of him in this meeting. So, yeah. I dug it. It was, yeah. I... I recognize the, the the value. Yeah. Taylor Pesha says, am I the only one who thought felt, thought the coloring in the Marauders is not very good? The I... actual line works fine, but the coloring makes everything muddy. I didn't find it muddy. I wouldn't say muddy. But I, I definitely, I thought it was very by the numbers. There was nothing special about yeah. what this book looks like. I could see that. Uh, Sadothani back says, how dare you, Marauders? It was great. It won me the bet with Dan. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I thought it was fine. It's just I was like, meh. Like, I don't care about pirates as it turns but out. But I liked it. But you liked it. Yeah. Well, and I recognize I that it's good. Too. It was just not for me, you mm. know? But I, I, again, I'm just like, meh. Um, certainly, I liked cool. it more than the other one. Uh, Excalibur. Excalibur? I like them both. I know, I know. Um but yeah, Pirates I, I, and Dragons. It, it explains why I'm not the biggest <laughs> X-Men fan, I guess. Because I'm just like, hey, X-Men, ongoing. Oh, all right, I'm out. Uh, but thank you, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, what was it? 
Mr. Supertastic, I like Kate's new look, but unsure about the tattoos. Yeah, I thought I thought that was so stupid. The tattoo thing. I'm like, well, she gets a little, her tattoo is I think it's Lockheed, right? It's a little. It, no, it's she. She has. Oh like, right, words no. Wow, and, where did I get that? I don't know. But she got like a little. Wow, a little I made it out that she got like a little Lockheed like line drawing yeah that's yeah, yeah. weird yeah no um <laughs> and and pyro's tattoo i didn't see it as like a racial thing i just thought it saw it as being a dumbass right <laughs> well it's weird because now he's like ghost rider yeah because he's got the flaming skull yeah i i it's so stupid yeah like literally i was like are you are you trying to be ghost rider right maybe don't he's like maybe pyro's just a huge ghost rider fan he's like he's badass yeah I, I doubt it. He didn't mention it. <laughs> I know. He-Man and the Masters of the Multiverse came out. Yeah. If you like He-Man, you're going to love this. If you don't know who He-Man is, don't read this book. Oh. It's, it is a, it, it is, it is, I don't know. Who is this for? Tim Seeley. It's so silly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tim Seeley, Dan Fraga. Uh, this, this is the most like, I don't know. Like Crisis on Infinite Eternia's. That's what this is. Uh Eternia's threatened, it's screwed up. It's it's Spider-Verse, but He-Man. Okay. That. There's a lot of He-Man's show up? Not a lot of He-Man's, but like three He-Man's. Oh right, no, but they have to go find the Skeletor before your Skeletor. Yes, exactly. Which I can't remember what his name was. So Skeletor is gonna be like the the, the hero again because who better to fight like Will he a, an AWOL Skeletor He-Man? at the end of it? Of course. As a result of his heroism, yeah, but uh, believe in Christmas. You got like a toy He Man. You got like uh, you got the movie Dolph Lundgren He Man. Gwildor shows up. It's it is ridiculous. They have toy He Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I mean, it, it's so ridiculous. So if you like He Man, you're gonna love this. If you don't know who He Man is or you don't care, you're not gonna you're not gonna enjoy. I this. got a pitch for you. Since Aaron's not gonna be writing Thor. Or Conan anymore. Yeah. When is Aaron going to jump on the He-Man bandwagon? I don't and know. write some, like, deep dives about Eternian lore? I would love that. <laughs> I, I, will just, I would just take a one-to-one of Conan, but He-Man. Where it's like, <laughs> old man He-Man, you know, he's got this job, he's, he's tired, and... You King know. He-Man. King, King He-Man. King Adam, King King, yeah, King Adam. That's what I would call him. <laughs> it's a great idea. Um, yeah, if, you, if you're interested in Skeletor, he has, like... Skeletor is Loki in this book. So if you like Loki, that's who he See, is. I'm telling book. you, this could work. Yeah. No, Aaron would love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you read Deadpool? I did read Deadpool. I didn't I read Deadpool. I did. Is it, it, does it reference the other guys? Does it reference any of the any of the uh, the Hickman stuff? Um, I don't. What do you mean? Like, like the... Like, does he is he in any way connected to, to what to, to Krakoa or what? No, doing? of course. This not. book is for me. Oh, good. This is written by Kelly Thompson with art by Chris Botchelow. Yeah. And it oh my it, God. it involves Chris Botchelow drawing like those black and white tentacly things that he drew in Doctor Strange because Deadpool's fighting the King of Monsters. What? And then Elsa Bloodstone shows up. What? I love you, Kelly Thompson. Oh my God. I love you so much. Or is it the same exact thing? Like those, those tentacles no, look exactly. No, it's just exactly, that's what he's drawing. Those look he's just like the ones from his Aaron run. What he's drawing. Oh my God. Literally, like, here's what happens. Like Deadpool, like, gets his ass kicked by a monster. And then he's like, hey, you want to know how I wound up here kind of thing? Uh-huh. Um, like, it was his birthday. Um, he, like, got, like, a, a job. He didn't want to take it because mm-hmm. he had to go to Staten Island. And he was obviously not going to go there. Ugh. So, um, he tries to celebrate his birthday. He, like, kidnaps the postman to have someone to hang out with him. Like, it's just, it's like the saddest birthday ever for mm-hmm. Deadpool. I'm like, aw. Yeah. 
So then inevitably he decides, like, you know what? I'll, I'll just go do it. He also makes reference to Willie Lumpkin. Okay. And again, how, like, like he's just like, Carl, you, it would have been better if you were Willie Lumpkin. <laughs> he's cooler. Okay. Like, Carl's like... Not gonna argue. Yeah, right? Um, so Blaylock hires him to go kill the King of the Monsters, who has, they've laid claim to Staten Island. All the monsters that are, that is, I should say. Mm-hmm. Like, there's zombies wandering around. There's all kinds of, of, of monsters. He's gonna pay him in gold. Deadpool's like, right on! Yeah. So he's like, all right, I gotta go kill the King of the Monsters. He runs into a different monster um, by the name of Bellis. He's the Chamberlain for the King of Monsters. And okay. so, like, he's like, I'm not a big fan of him, so, you know, go for it. Right. Elsa shows up, you know, mm-hmm. Deadpool, you know, hits on her a little bit because he's Deadpool. Yep. They essentially team up. They go to take down the King of the Monsters. She's like, this is going pretty well. He's like, don't do that. And then right. immediately, the next time we see them, it is not going well for them. Yep. Uh, the King of the Monsters is going to eat Elsa. Um, and so Deadpool, like, saves her. Okay. And uh, he eventually says, like, he earlier says that he's going to, like, shove all of his grenades down, like, the monster's throat. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the monster ends up eating one of his arms. And, like, he's just, like, you know, she's, like, are you okay? And he's, like, well, you see, that arm had all my grenades. Right. And he's, like, and yet I keep all the pins in this hand. <laughs> That's fun. And so, like, it explodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he makes a, a, an, a comment earlier um, about, like, how, like, how like something about her being silicone or silicone because of her appearance. Right. And, like, she's, like, on top of him at one point, And he's, like, oh, are you hitting on me? And she's, like, no. And, by the way, nothing about me is, is silicone. <laughs> And he's like, I yeah, no, you like me. And yeah. That's what it is, right? <laughs> and then, like, she leaves, and, like, it turns into freaking Chronicles of Riddick, because, like, you oh, keep what no. you kill. He killed the king of the monsters. He's the king of the monsters now. And he's like, okay, cool. That means I'm going to get, like, the babes and all this other stuff, right? And they're like, yeah, no. You monsters. You have to do all this work. <laughs> and so, like, all these monsters show up, because, like, they, they're trying to get them to leave Staten Island. Some of them come to give gifts. Like, this big snowman shows up and is like, bleh, and, like, gives him snow. And he's like, okay. And then, mm-hmm. like, some people like, have, like, disputes and stuff, and he's like, this sucks. Yeah. Everything sucks, and I hate it. I'm gonna leave. Right? And then, like, the old King of the Monsters guard shows up, and it's a few monsters that we've seen before, like, um, Zergo and, and, and others, and Bun-Bun the Destroyer. Oh, no. And then there's Chet. Who? Chet. Okay. He's a human. He's, he's one of the human representatives. Oh, all right. Staten Island. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm Chet. And basically, like, um, this, like, wolf man gives like deadpool a hard time and he's just like oh like, do you feel bad because like you weren't here blah blah and he's like we were sent away for whatever and he's just like oh all right well <laughs> fine anyway like i guess you're my guard now or whatever mm-hmm. um so inevitably like I-, I think he has to go deal with another issue with a fairy and some more tentacle things where he runs into gwenpool oh who's like hey could you like take my little like shark pet thing oh jeff yeah jeff because, and like, and again, because we're dealing with Deadpool and Gwenpool, she's like, the reasoning for this is because, like, this book seems like it might be safe. Because, like, my books keep getting canceled, and I don't right. want anything to happen to Jeff. I don't Aww. want him to be forgotten or lost. So, like, could you take him so that, like, he can live on? Okay. I was like, that's really sweet. Yeah. And so then she leaves. And, like, he's like, cool. So then Deadpool's like, you know, Jeff, yeah, like, yesterday was my birthday, and, like, nobody even called. Right. Like, at all. Aww. And I was like, aw. And he's like, anyway, all right, buddy, let's go. And he tries to, like, you know, get Jeff some ice cream. Uh-huh. He's like, do you have any meat-flavored ice cream? <laughs> ice cream is like, no. No. 
Um, so now Jeff is in this, and okay. that's kind of funny, I guess. <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter, because at the end of the day, Bellis goes home to his new house in Staten Island, because they haven't quite left Staten Island yet. Yeah. And uh, he turns around, and like there's a power outage, or there's no power in his apartment, or his house, I should say. And he turns around, and he's like, is there someone there? Oh, no. And a spear comes out of nowhere and slays him. What? And it turns out it's Craven. <gasps> oh, Greg will be excited. Is it like, does he reference the fact that he's new Craven, or does well, he just he act like Craven? Well, he says it'll be a perfect monster hunting ground for Craven the Hunter to prove his worth. Okay. And so presumably it is the new Craven looking to make a name for himself. It's funny earlier too, because like um, when Deadpool's trying to like think about like a council or some like some guards for himself, he's like, "Oh, maybe we should bring Elsa here." And yeah. Literally every monster gasps. Oh no! And they're like, "He's like, no, <laughs> no, no is that you don't a, like that a, idea? That's a bad idea." So this was right up my alley. Uh, Kelly Thompson's writing has a definite snark and sarcasm to it. Right. Um, and I think it's really good that she's given books where that fits. Yeah. Uh, we saw a little bit of her Deadpool when it came to Rogue and Gambit and I really yeah. dug it. So I'm excited for this. Um, like I said, like I dig her work. I like her dives. Um, and again, I think her voice works well for Deadpool in particular. Yeah. Um, and I, I love Bachelot's art, personally. Well, sure. yeah. Uh, those who maybe were put off on his Strange run, I gotta tell you, the guy really upped his game as Strange went on, and yes. I think it's even better here. And I think it has more of that, like, kind of comic book feel with his own, like, edge to it. Yeah. Uh, so it's not so, like, off-putting, I would say. Cool. I, I think it just really works for this book. I can't wait for issue two of this. <laughs> I, I've never been excited really about a Deadpool book. No. Um, but this is awesome. And obviously Deadpool has history with monsters. Right. And, uh, yeah. So I, I look forward to seeing what other dives Kelly gives us. Cool. StarkMad91 says, please do back issues on Terminator versus Robocop kill human. No. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. Yeah. I have it and I've read it and I hate it. Uh, and the, the last Terminator episode didn't do very well. The Robocop versus Terminator did well, but that was back when everybody was doing well. Um, so yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, but uh, you can take solace in knowing that if I ever did do it, uh, I would talk about how crappy it was. Yeah. Oh, before we get into the next one, don't forget we also read, um, we don't have it here because we have a physical copy of it. We read the uh, Mr. Freeze or Baron Von Freeze. Oh, yeah. Uh, book by uh, Sean Murphy. Yep, Gordon Sean Gordon, Gordon Murphy, yeah. And uh, it was good. It was fine. Yeah. Did you finish it? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Uh, it just tells, uh, very uh, briefly tell you that it tells the story of, of uh, Victor Freeze in this universe. In the White Knight universe, which yeah. means that he's like a German scientist from World War II. His, yeah, his dad his parent, was. Yeah, his dad was. His dad was. And uh, it tells the story of like what happened to him and his family and how it turned out that, like, um, look, his dad and Nora's dad, who his, her, Nora's dad was uh, Jewish and obviously Victor's dad was German. Right. Um, but they were, uh, one was a scientist, one was a doctor, and they were really into um, cryotechnology, and they thought that that could really save a whole lot of people. And so yeah. even prior to, like, Hitler's election, essentially, um, like, there's, like, you know, obviously anti-Semitism, like, going on there. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're just like, no, we're just going to keep going. We're going to work together. We're going to show them that it can work, that kind of thing. They have a lot of hope that, like, their business in particular can, you know, make it. Right. When things start falling apart, um, they move all of uh, Nora's family okay. into 
um, the lab where they work and they kind of keep them there, but they keep working together. Right. Inevitably, as the German forces are looking at in different directions, you know, magic, you know, supernatural, all that kind of stuff, um, they look to the cryotechnology to see if they can't make freeze guns, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it is like impressed upon Freeze that that would be the best idea. Okay. That he should do that. Meanwhile, Victor is growing up and he doesn't have much of a home life. Like his, he always goes into the lab and tries to like, like, em- like emulate what his dad is doing because mm-hmm. he's like, that way he'll pay attention to me Uh-oh. and like he'll end up like ruining things or whatever and like one day he breaks an experiment and he like goes running off and he runs into Nora's father Nora's a baby at this point right um or actually maybe she hasn't even been born yet but like she's a baby around this time period okay. and Victor's very young and um you know Nora's father like you know kind of takes him in and like mm. ends up like you know they, they treat him as part of their family so he goes to a lot of like dinners with them like you know obviously hidden away but like he hangs out more with them um, inevitably, like, um, it is impressed upon Victor that he should also join, like, the Third Reich kind of thing. Right. And uh, so he does that, and it causes Nora's dad to freak out. Sure, yeah. And he's just like, that's it, we're done. Like, this is over. Like, I can't believe you do this. And, like, part of the reason Freeze was doing it was, like, to just keep things copacetic. Yes. But, like, also he shouldn't have done that. No. Um, and inevitably, like... Like freeze, like you, your, you and your family, we have to get you out of here. You guys have to leave. Mm-hmm. Like we have to move you someplace else. And like they try to move them to a different lab because they're moving the lab. Okay. Somewhere as they're all leaving, um, uh, they are like, like no, that's right. They're going to, they're going to leave, and then they decide they're going to not go with like freeze, and they're going to run away, and they're okay. going to like you know make a break for it. Right. And like Nora's dad tells Victor, he's just like. He's like, I want you to meet me outside with all your stuff. You're going to come with us. Oh, that's nice. He's just like, I'm not leaving you here with this guy. Like, he's an <laughs> asshole. And so he ends up, um, they end up like trying to make a run for it. And um, oh, obviously they're using, by the way, the, oh, the, the, the Germans are using the cryotechnology for horrific experiments. And like, I think um, Nora's dad stumbles upon what they're doing and that like they're they're experimenting on on Jews yeah. Um. And like Victor's like, no, like we are using the information and blah blah blah. And like, part of it is Victor's dad doesn't have a choice, mm-hmm. but he's also doing it. Right. So it's like he's he's a villain in a different way. Yes. Um. They do work at a freeze gun. Okay. That kind of thing. Cool. Um. So when they make a break for it, uh, a noise ends up like happening, and like the the Nazis see them, right. and they start chasing after them. They surround them. Um. Victor's dad shows up and is just like, oh, no, no, this is fine. These are some of my test subjects. We're going to take them to my facility. Oh. So he tries to pull that, and the, the, the officer's like, uh-uh. They're uh-huh. going with us. That's it. Okay. And so, like, like Nora's dad gives baby Nora to little Victor, and he's like, take care of her. Oh. And then, like, he and... Uh, Victor's dad have like a, like a scuffle and like Victor's dad had a gun okay and the gun goes off mm. and it kills Nora's dad okay and uh, so like inevitably the rest of the story is is that like they load up all of the the rest of Nora's family and like Victor um, like, he tells Victor he's like just stay here Mm-hmm. And he goes after them. He uses the freeze gun. He takes them down and like helps them all to get out. Victor's dad inevitably ends up being allowed to enter the U.S. and is kind of forgiven what he has done to some degree. But he works for the Waynes for a bit, or he's offered to work for the Waynes. He never actually takes it. Mm-hmm. And so now Victor works there. This is all couched in the story where like Nora and Victor are working together, and she always was mad at Victor's dad. But then she finally heard now heard the rest of the story as to what actually happened and right. that it really was an accident because. Um, uh, Thomas Wayne is there with his wife and she's very, well, she's pregnant, but she's like not ready. Yeah. 
And she actually ends up going into labor. Oh. And like Thomas is like, I don't know if I'm ready to be a father and blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm going to, like, I'm going to do it. And like, they decide to use the crowd technology that's there to try to help her to stabilize her so that they can like do whatever they need to do. <laughs> sure. Um, and, um, they, uh, like Thomas is like, I'll do it. I'll do it. And he like, he scrubs up and he goes to like take an IV to put in Martha's arm. Mm-hmm. And like his hands are shaking so much Aww. that like he can't do it. And like, he's like, you know, like I'm a doctor. I should like be able to do this. And he's just like, yeah, but like your wife and your unborn child or your patient, this isn't for you to do. And like Victor takes it away from me. He's like, let me do my job. Let me do what you pay me all this money to do. Right. And so it's just a sweet story about like where they came from. Very different. Cause then we see the future or like the present where like Batman's kind of talking about what, what happened there. Mm -hmm. Um, and where he got this pocket watch from how it was, it's like, you know, it was a gift. Yep. And um, and that like Vic and Nora still work together. Like Nora's not in a tube. Right. Yeah. Well, she got unfrozen. Well, they're both old, right? They're yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, they got it when they were both unfrozen. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Okay. It was just a, it was a fine story. I wasn't like blown away, but it was just a different take. Yeah. Um. There's another black label book out there. That was because this was also black label. They're all black labels. Nothing. There's nothing but black label when now. When black label. Black label. <laughs> nothing is. Everything is a black label book now. Yeah, I'll get a black label book. Arr. Yeah. Anything that isn't in continuity is a black label book, except for the books that will be in continuity that are also black label books when they replace all the characters with like different versions of those characters. Uh-huh. Uh, the question from Jeff Lemire and Dennis Cohen. Yeah. Is like an, an a black label book. It reads like a Rorschach book because question inspired Rorschach. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, Vic Sage is um, a TV personality who, well, a, a TV reporter mm-hmm. who, um, you know, the question aids his attempt to help the world out at large by exposing, you know, bad people with like, you know, evidence that he can then put on his show that then like explo- exploits them uh you know characters from the questions past are reimagined and reinterpreted in this book mm-hmm. uh it is a very like it it feels like a gritty noirish detective story uh the art by Dennis Cohen feels very like I don't know, like 90s uh it's like a blend of like Ramita and Klaus Janson mm-hmm. um it's I don't know if it feels like a noir detective story so much as it feels like a gritty 90s like uh, vertigo the comic coloring book. betrays its ability to be that noir story that's exactly right it's it's too bright it's too colorful but otherwise like it, it really feels this book is the most like daredevil end of days mm. so if you dug that you're gonna love this again by the way i did so i enjoyed it it's and so vic's got this like masonic you know like uh, illuminati type mystery to unravel which started out with just a corrupt mayor and 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 so uh you know it it has far-reaching implications that even go so far as to implicate uh vic sage slash the question's own identity into this whole thing like who is he where'd he come from what's Mm -hmm. that all about uh so there's a lot of fun stuff to 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 go on in this book i think if you're looking to support a non-bat black label book you you could do worse Mm -hmm. um and this is a (laughs) bat label yeah and this is a good one it's just it, it it but it is nothing more than a simple looking detective story right right right, um, right which isn't really a detective story as much as it is just kind of like a like i don't know urban justice warrior kind of 
story. Okay. Um, but with some with some crazy with some crazy antics. So I think there there's a lot for everybody in this. Uh, you're gonna enjoy the question. If you like the question, you're gonna love this. If you don't know who the question is, I say check it out. So. Yeah. No, there you go. Yeah. But otherwise, I think we got some recommendations to give. Um, yeah. I'm only recommending one book this week. What? Everything else is like woof. Um, That's not true because I've got Rex. Yeah, but I, uh, mine is uh, Dark Multiverse Infinite Crisis. Uh, Blue Beetle says yes to Maxwell Lord. What does that mean? Find out in this issue, I guess. Um, <gasps> he said yes? Yeah, instead of no and then getting his head blown off, he says yes. So oh. we'll see what happens. Um, looks fun. I don't know. That's everything from, from there that I saw that I could find that was coming out next week. You mean this week? This, this week. Wednesday. This Wednesday, I'm Right sorry. before... Thanksgiving. Yeah. So actually, if you don't find a whole lot to buy this week, hopefully this uh, episode of the show might have given you some stuff maybe you missed last week because there was a lot last week. Yeah. Because I'm guessing they were banking on the fact that not everyone might make it to their local comic book store um, since the impending holiday. Usually a lot of people travel on that Wednesday. Yep. So you missed some stuff. Now it's not a bad time to go back and grab some things that maybe you may have missed last week. Right. Um, I'm going to recommend Conan the Barbarian 2099. Because I have an issue with Conan, where <laughs> if you write, if you put Conan on it, I'm gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's really necessarily the best um, way to be doing this. Right. Um, but I am going to do it anyway. I literally don't know who's writing this book. I'm just trying. Jeff to, Shaw. Jeff Shaw. Because look at this. Look at this cover. Oh no, I'm sorry. The art's by Jeff Shaw. Oh, there's like, oh, okay, you have it. Yeah. It doesn't really say. No, but that's okay. I'm gonna pick it up anyway. Check it out. See what's going on with Conan. He's got like a. Uh, fire lightsaber kind of sword whatever i'm down i get yep. at least one i'll try mm-hmm. at least one of course um i also want to make you aware that justice league dark number 17 is coming out yeah you're the villain um tie-in so yeah. we'll be dealing with uh cersei and the floronic man and, and solomon grundy which you were doing before yeah but... we were doing it anyway and like honestly of course cersei is tied in to what has been happening, regardless, because mm-hmm. Tynan is a professional. Um, <laughs> so don't forget to check that out if you're on the Justice League Dark. Uh, and don't forget that Tynan is only on it for so long, folks. So, yeah. But then he'll come back to it. There's going to be like this little break, and then yeah. he'll go back to the That's book. That's fine. Just hopefully it won't be like in between. Because um, <laughs> that could easily happen. Oh, yeah. Um, which is going to suck for me, because it's like Tynan will be off this book for a time. At least we'll have Something is Killing Children, unless that goes on hiatus. Um, and then Aaron will be off Conan. I'm like, what am I doing? I know, here? I know. Uh, I'm also going to recommend, originally I was only recommending this because of the title, mm-hmm. but then I read it, like read the description of it, and I'm in. Philadelphia from Image. Philadelphia uh, number one is coming out uh, from uh, Jason Sean Alexander, okay. who's uh, work, was an artist on Spawn. Oh, yeah. And uh, Rodney Barnes. And uh, basically, uh, this is like a small town beat cop uh, comes home to bury his father, uh, the uh, reverend in Philadelphia, or revered, sorry, re- revered, not reverend, revered Philadelphian uh, detective. Okay. And uh, he goes down this like like path of mystery and horror and what's going on, what happened to his dad, and there's vampires. Put vampires in there. I was, I was again. You sold me with the name, right? And then you made it vampires, right? So naturally, I was on board. Yeah. Uh, the other recommendation I'm going to do is another uh, black label book. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Basket full of heads number two is coming out next week. If you liked Basket full of heads number one, or you liked my review of it, uh, go check it out. Uh, it's a book set in the '80s. Has like a real Jawsian, uh, obviously like Stephen Kingian 
written by his son <laughs> feel to it. Um, I, I can't wait to read more about it. There's like crazy cursed Viking axes going on in this oh. small town. Cool. Uh, so I can't wait to, to read and learn more about this. Uh, so go check that out too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all of them. Is that all your recommendations? Yeah, that's all. I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, Thanksgiving's going to happen. Eventually, we'll be, like, sitting around having pie, and I might buy crack open my uh, basket full of heads. That's right? always yeah. it's a good conversation start. That's true. Uh, Taylor Petcher says, This question book feels like it's semi-follow-up to <clears throat> O'Neill's question run from the 80s, both in tone and art, since Cowan drew that as well. Yeah, very much so. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a follow-up, like a direct one. But, nice. Uh, you know, that'd be really fun. So now we just got to wait to find out uh, who won this, uh, well, one like this. I'm not going to send you mine. I'm, I'm just, it's yours. Yeah, this is mine. It's not signed by anybody, but it's still, still mine. Yeah. But, uh, but you're going to get one like of these. It. Yeah, so, uh, so we're going to randomly select a hashtag Batman winner, and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. The way it's going to work is... Um, Jerry Dugan is doing Conan. Yeah, all right. For twenty ninety nine. Oh, that's cool. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Literally, the site I was on was just like, "Hey, do you want to know who's writing or creating these books?" Right. No. no. Good call. Good call. <laughs> Comics list. Uh, so yeah. Um, all right. Well, the winner has been chosen to find out who wins this uh, three hundred episodes extravaganza raffle that I made up uh, before we started shooting. Um, so here we go. Um, Danielle's gonna let me know who the winner was, and then we'll uh, let you know who the winner was. Yep. I don't know why I'm just waiting around to do this. So yeah. Uh, aside from that, I think as far as house cleaning goes, uh, we're not gonna do Elseworlds this week because uh, tomorrow is basically a holiday yeah. uh, that leads into the holiday for Thursday. Uh, but so, I will be playing some video games tonight at some point, so it'll, oh, probably, yeah? it'll probably be a little later. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, we're gonna be, we're gonna be doing it anyway. We're gonna be like playing some some Fallen Order. Yeah. Get so my... if you want to watch some somebody uh, play some video games, if you want to watch somebody who desperately wishes they could go down the path of the Sith, apparently, yeah. Um, but can't in this game. Yeah. Then the uh, struggle go to, is real for me. Then go over to twitch.tv slash TV and follow us so that you'll get an update about when uh, when yeah. Tiffany I goes actually live. turn the updates on. I never really get them. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, turn them on. Turn on your updates for Twitch. Uh, the official winner is John from Buckland. Hey! So, John from Buckland, congratulations, first of all. Secondly, uh, I need you to email me. Email me, sal at compop.net, and give me your uh, contact information, and I will mail you a copy of this book right here. Uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, you getting getting your hands on a Batman Long Halloween. Uh, I want to thank everybody for entering this fun little raffle uh, and for participating in this whole experiment that we call YouTube. Uh, we're very, very <laughs> lucky to have you. Uh, in terms of Thanksgiving, I'm very thankful for not only my incredible wife and my friends and all that, uh, but for you out there for making this channel possible and for allowing us to keep doing this. Uh, so... We, uh, we want to thank you so much uh, for everything and for, for your constant support and for your kindness. We are so lucky to have you out there. Uh, so thank you all from the bottom of my heart. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, so congratulations to John from Buckland. And uh, thank you all so much for hanging out with us on this episode of Off the Rack. 300th episode. I can't believe it. Of Off the Rack. So John, uh, if you haven't gotten your marketing orders, email me, sal at comicpop.net. And uh, send me your info, and I will. Uh, I'll make sure you get the the, the necessaries. Um, so from there, uh, yeah. So tomorrow we'll release back issues. Uh, actually, we'll probably release this in the morning, and then back issues later, and then uh, we'll go from there. And then we'll start the whole thing over again on uh, on, on Monday. Woo! 
Yeah, looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we'll see you guys next time here on Comic Pop. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel, click the bell to get notifications, and of course, uh, share your videos that you like from this channel around, because mm -hmm. that helps grow the channel some. Yes. So uh, yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys next time. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye, guys.